Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan, and this is episode 131, an episode presented by Athletic Greens. The final stop on the 2022 WSL Challenger Series, the Haleiva Challenger, is weeks away and will determine the qualifying class for the Elite 2023 WSL Championship Tour. By the end of the season, the top five women and the top 10 men on the Challenger Series rankings will qualify for next season's big leagues. On the women's side, we have Macy Callahan, Caitlin Simmers, and Molly Picklam all locked to join next year's CT, with two remaining spots up for grabs, currently occupied by Betty Lucicura Johnson and Teresa Bonvalot. On the men's side, we have Leonardo Fioravanti, Rio Waida, Ryan Callanan, all confirmed for next year's championship tour, with seven remaining spots in play at Haleiva. As of recording, those seven spots are being held by Ramsey Bukiam, Ian Gentile, Liam O'Brien, Maxime Husano, Xiao Xianka, Ezekiel Lau, and Dylan Moffat. The final event of the 2022 WSL Challenger Series season will be the Haleiva Challenger running from November 26th through December 8th and will stream live on worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. All right, episode 131. Today's guest is someone who is back for his third appearance on the podcast, but a lot has happened since we last spoke. He won back-to-back CT events at Margaret River and Garagigan. He competed for a world title at the 2022 Rip Curl WSL Finals. And he's been preparing to take on what is shaping up to be the most competitive field in surfing history in 2023. We talk about all this and more. Please enjoy the lineups conversation with Western Australia's Jack Robinson. The good old clap, take one. That's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest? We can shut your fucking lips. And then I'll just say, put them up once. It's got. He's like, you look too pretty on the wave. Get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want. It's like you're boxing. Okay, so we have. Um, I think aside from like podcast regulars, I think we have a new reigning champion, friend of the podcast, Jack Robinson, back on for your third episode. The trilogy is being completed right here. Jack, thanks so much for coming back on the lineup. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, stoked. Um, Done a few of these. So yeah, stoked (laughs) to be back on. You know, I, I was thinking about this the last time we spoke was in April, right before you won back-to-back championship tour events, may I add. Am I saying that coming on the lineup had something to do with it? No, but I'm also not not saying that. Um, <laughs> in any event, a lot has happened for you in the last six months, so I'm really stoked you're back. I'm happy we get to talk again. Um, you know, First things first, where are you at today? Where are you talking from? I'm on the Gold Coast right now, um, just been based over here for a little bit, so... Yeah, uh, West Oz, I still go back, but um, yeah, it's just good being based from here. Right. Is that a pretty recent move for you? Because I saw some stuff being posted, um, huge airs. It looks like you guys have had some <laughs> out-of-season waves, which has been good. But it, is the Gold Coast location kind of a new a new home base for you when you're back in Oz? Yeah, it's good because uh, just to travel from and the airport's five minutes from my house, so it's cool. Um, and yeah, it's just... The boards, like I have my shaper over here, Brendan Leckie, he's been doing a lot of the boards with Sharpie and uh, yeah, it's just easy, easy, everything's close and um, yeah, just mixing it up. I, I used to spend a bit of time here but now I spend more time just because it feels like the waves are a bit more similar to the waves on tour. So Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's good. What's, what's your go-to training wave on the, uh, on the, at the Gold Coast? Yeah, it's, it's always Snapper, D-Bar, those two, like they're the easiest option. And uh, right. kind of gets you ready too because the crowd's so aggressive. So it's just almost the same as being on tour. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good point. And that always kind of shocked me too. It's, I mean, that, that, that shocks me being in Australia just in general, whether it's you know, Newcastle or Sydney or WA. It's just the, the floor of surfing talent is so high that you yeah. automatically stay pretty sharp. You know, you get people who maybe they're not professional surfers anymore. Maybe they never were, but they're still such high level surfers. They're school teachers yeah. and postmen and everything. It, it's probably just a good way to stay sharp. In addition to, as you said, like the crowd's pretty robust too. So it's pretty aggressive. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They, 
they might not um, be a professional or something like that, but they're still going to try and house you. Like, why not? Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of got to be on your game everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's that's what makes it fun too. It's always uh, it's always interesting. Every surf's like a little heat. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna dig into the last six months here, but I kind of want to start at the the focal point and you know in preparation for today's conversation i i had the benefit of rewatching the 2022 rip curl wsl finals specifically uh-huh. focusing in on your match three heat against italo Ferreira. have you watched the heat analyzer or any kind of recaps since since finals there yeah i watched it a lot um it was interesting because there's only been so many people that have done that uh the new format and it's sure. it's yeah. the first time for it as a surfer, it's there's a lot of build up towards that one day, and mm. uh, yeah, I'd definitely change a few things for next time. But it's all part of the story and part of uh, the next the next go I have at it. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, just 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 make a few little tweaks for next time, and the more experience you have, the the better off you are. So um, yeah, it took me probably a month to get over it. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Well, it's funny you <laughs> yeah. said the experience thing because that's something. I think everyone noticed both on the men's and women's side is that the competitors mm. who were in the finals last year performed mm. pretty well, whether it was Felipe or Steph or Italo. Mm. And as you pointed out, it's such a different format. It's it's one day for everything on the line. You get one shot. Mm. There's all this buildup and all this pressure. And you know the mm. surfers, um, even on the specifically on the men's side, who weren't there last year, you know Kanoa and mm. yourself and Ethan probably didn't mm. perform as best as they wanted to and and you almost have to kind of chalk that that point of advantage up to just the experience that some of the competitors Mm -hmm. had last year yeah there's there's definitely a few things um but yeah just in the preparation too like it's one day you don't want to burn yourself out before one day because right there's so much riding on on that day and then um yeah i mean it's like the whole year leads up to that you build up for that and you still got to leave something in the tank for it so um yeah, I was probably. I mean, there's a couple of things. I was probably a little bit, a little bit tired as well on the day, and just like going into it, you've mentally, you're, um, yeah, you want to give everything, but yeah, sometimes you just got to build slowly and uh, and then give it your all for that day. But yeah, it was it's a good experience. The the heat analyzer is such a double edged sword because on the one hand it's nice to go back and analyze everything on the other hand the mm-hmm. entire world gets to play like armchair quarterback where they're like uh-huh. you know you're opening wave you get this beautiful carve and then a fin drift uh-huh. and then you kick out and everyone I know in my head I'm like oh there's a little more meat on that bone maybe you didn't look like mm-hmm. it but what if you'd finished mm-hmm. it and then the pacing mm-hmm. of the heat got very odd right because you've got Idolo he's hunting the lefts he's getting like a thousand lefts. The, mm-hmm. the, the waves are kind of getting a little slow and a little quiet and then you start to heat yeah. up at the end but then you know Italo mm-hmm. gets his two scores on rights at the end too so it, it mm-hmm. as you pointed out like you get one 30 minute shot and sometimes mm-hmm. the rhythm just isn't with you but but looking back on it do you do you look at that first wave and think like maybe I should have just ridden the whole thing maybe I should have started going left are, are there anything anything specific that you you'd share with the listeners where you're like if I could go back I'd probably do this yeah it's interesting because I could have started like one way, I, I could have gone one way, like gone gone left at the start and started doing what Italo was doing. Uh, and then it could have changed the rhythm of the heat, the way it went, which is always right. interesting because that happens so much. And then, um, which I feel like it's good. I like getting started, you know, and, and just getting moving. Um, but then, yeah, the plan kind of, I was having really good lead up sessions all week and, and on the rights and, I was feeling really powerful and really good. Um, and then, yeah, it was sometimes when you sit too long and you just kind of kind of sit there, like a lot of people go, oh, that you can't perform under pressure. No, I've done it a bunch of times, but it's like, yeah, sometimes when you sit there and you let the other guy get going, maybe I just should have gone away and, and changed the pace of my heat, right. changed the, the rhythm of it. Um, but, yeah, it's for next time you um, maybe be a little more sharper, you know, for that stuff. So. Yeah, and and it's yeah. it's a good point where it's like everyone kind of zeroes in on a singular heat out of an entire year, you know, and you mm-hmm. were so clutched through like nine out of ten, you like very intense, you know, finals, quarterfinal situations, and you, you know, you're you're ice perfect nine out of ten times, mm-hmm. and then that tenth sure. time, people are like, 
oh, we can't perform under pressure. It's like, well, you're looking at a very <laughs> tiny slice of the season. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're looking at it. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like you can do so good all year and be super consistent and you have to be to get there, but then it doesn't really matter once that one day is sort of upon you. Um, yeah, I just want to go at it again. I know I know, it can give way more. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's up to me. And I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be good once I get another shot at it. For sure. You know, the other yeah. kind of having been there on the ground, the other kind of sliding mm-hmm. doors moment in in conjunction with the finals was the the rampage you were on in, at Chopu, right? Um, mm. And, you know, Felipe you know, had an unfortunate early exit. He was the ratings leader heading into that event. I mm-hmm. think you needed to get through one or two more heats maybe to overtake him. And mm-hmm. you were, you know, the form surfer of the event in Tahiti. And you kind of just unfortunately ran into this Hoppins lot, right? Where the form surfer just runs into this rampaging wild card in Nathan Hedge. And it's a little bit of a wall. And, you know, I I think there's a lot that could be said about, well, you know, if if you'd beaten him or if you'd drawn someone else and beaten them and you were the number one seed heading into lowers, it could have been a completely different momentum between you and Felipe heading into the finals. Yeah, different scenario for sure. Um, I mean, it's it feels like the best position. The highest position you can come in at is the best position, um, mm-hmm. one or two, or you know, doesn't matter. But it's it's just it seems like it's the best. You, there's so much energy, and you don't have to surf as much. Um, and yeah, that was interesting because I was I was feeling so good there in Tahiti, and um, yeah, just made one little mistake at the end of that that heat against Nathan Hedge, and then um, yeah, it was. Oh, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I, I guess it's Felipe has been trying for nine years and this is my second year. So I mean, sure. we'll get there, but, um, yeah, it's good to be in the conversation and be, and be going for it with, uh, with all these guys. I feel like there's, there's seven guys that are really, really good. Um, between like Ethan Griffin, Kanoa, me, and then there's obviously Gabby, Felipe and, um, Italo. Well, actually, one extra. John's going to come back next year too, probably. Sure, so yeah. There's, there's some really, it's really good to be a part of um, this movement of all these guys. So it'll make it interesting. It's awesome. You know, before yeah. we move off the the finals, I want to pick your brain on on one more topic. You mentioned you needed a month to get over, um, you know, going down there in match three. What were your <laughs> movements like from, you know, losing? Did you hang around and watch Felipe win? Did you get out of there? Like, how 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 does that month-long processing of what happened, you know, unfold for you? And and then, you know, that, I guess, to be specific, like, day one after that month, like, what does that feel like? And how does your, how does your mentality shift? <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you come in and um, I came in after that heat and it was just, you put so much pressure on yourself, you know, like there's, <laughs> it means the world to you. There's just so much on, on the line for um, for that one heat or that big moment. Um, sometimes you don't need to do that as well, you know, like it's, it's you just got to go and surf and sometimes it's better off just getting back to basics and um, right. it probably would have, wouldn't have been as, as tough otherwise, but yeah, I, I I was processing it for a month, watching everything back. Uh, I guess it was just the build up, just the feeling. You know, you you already put yourself in the in the winning feeling, and then it doesn't happen. So you're like, well, shit, what what do I do? You know, so um, yeah, I, I you know I appreciate you know it was it was cool being a part of it, and uh, it actually ended up making me more hungry. So sure. yeah, just want to get back home and. And start working again. I think it, it took a month to get over it. I kept running it through my head, but I got back here and I just started surfing a bunch and and um, yeah, just getting back to basics again and having fun. It's the joy of surfing too. It's uh, that moment's done, and I'll come back stronger next year for sure. Yeah, and I remember you and Julia were out that night at the party. You guys were in good spirits, like at least at yeah. least at least good sportsmanship. You didn't like throw a tantrum. Hey, good sportsmanship. You might yeah, not know exactly. what's going on on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> crying on the inside, but I, yeah. I want to leave. Know, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, for sure. I'll, I'll I'll be good to everybody. You know, it's not anyone else's fault. It's um. I was thinking about it on the inside though. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. So um. But yeah, it's. It's part of it. It's part of, you know, we all put the pressure on ourselves as athletes. It's just, 
there's so much that goes into it. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, regardless, you had an incredible season. We're going to dig into it a little bit further after the break, but we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors and we'll be right back. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. So we mentioned in the intro that following our last conversation in April, you immediately won back-to-back championship tour events uh, at home in Margaret River and then post-cut, post-relegation with a smaller field in Garajagon. Let's unpack both of those for a minute. You know, we hear so often from surfers and we've seen it, and I think you and I even talked about it, the, the paradox of kind of home field advantage in surfing, right? Where it's mm. the event is in my hometown. I have all the experience. I, I should have an advantage. But the other side of that pendulum is I have all the local pressure. Everyone I see at the coffee shop or, you know, around town, they're saying, win it, win it, win it. And, <laughs> and very, very rarely do we see the local victorious at their home break. And, and you were able to do it. Um, Walk us through just that victory and having to kind of navigate that community pressure and 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 do it successfully as you did. Yeah, it's such a like. There's so much that rides on. Everyone has big expectation, and uh, they you know a lot of people there watch me grow up. So it's like, um, yeah, it's a different feeling. It's really hard to do and uh, sort of channel the the right energy. You know, the whole week um, and just. Yeah, like there was, you know, John's in the event and he's won it more times than anyone in the last years and put on the, the best performances. And then so there's, there's you know, everyone wants to do really good. And then, uh, yeah, but you got really good guys to go through. So it's it's really interesting. Like, yeah, it feels like there's definitely more riding on that event, you know, if, uh, you know, everyone's just really excited as well. But it's also being able to channel it, you know, and, and uh, go go step by step and, and go all the way. And also there's, feels like there's other forces at play too, like just, you know, that wave is tricky, like Margaret's, mm. um, you know, it's like sometimes, yeah, it's just the rhythm of the ocean too. I feel like it ended up, you know, going my way as well in the final. It was just, uh, yeah, it was feeling in a good rhythm the whole week. Um and even because we surfed all conditions, it was huge one day and then not right, so yeah. big on the other days. So we got everything during that event. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting, like just all the preparation, all the years. Um, and then that was my moment. So it was, it was yeah, it was really, yeah, it was a special, special win. I think that was 
probably the most special one besides my first win on tour, but that one was sure. just because it was, it was home. Um, that was massive. So, yeah. Well, and I'm glad you brought up that first win too, because, you know, surfing is not unlike, you know, most sports in that there are levels to it. It's not just about mm-hmm. making it to the elite level. It's mm-hmm. there's levels within the elite level. And, and I know uh-huh. you talked about last year, you know, even being at risk of not requalifying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and being able to break through and being able to win, you know, your first championship tour event in Mexico mm-hmm. is it levels you up, you know, and, and similarly this year, like surfing so awesome at pipe, didn't get the result you wanted, mm. bit better at sunset beach, bit of mm. a, bit of a stumble in Portugal, bit better at bells. And then a breakthrough win at Margaret river, which was such an emotionally loaded event for the tour, because that was mm. the last event before the relegation. So yeah, you had someone like yourself that was probably not at risk of being relegated, but you're looking to crack into the final five while a third of the tour was about to be relegated to the challenger series. So there's just a lot of different kind of dynamics at play at an event like Margaret river. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, everyone knows the, the cut was there, but it's sort of, it's not really your focus in the end when you see your level of yourself and, and you're like, okay, you, you're not, you know, it's just, that's not part of a goal. So you, you just, mm. you, you know, maybe the first year it was, and um, you know, you, you got to make sure you're in a good spot, but, yeah, definitely was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really emotionally charged that the Margaret's event. It was uh, a lot of guys and a lot of. It was hard to stay focused, but um, right. And, yeah, that was good going into G Land too because we we're out there in the jungle and it wasn't that easy. Like towards the end of that event, I think everyone needed to let off the steam, and I stayed focused during that whole event. So it was. It was good. I had a good balance. Um, it was. Yeah. It was. I'm glad you brought that up too because. Um, <laughs> I think you and I talked in you and Margaret River. I ended up going to Garage Garden and we, we yeah. caught up there too. But I was laughing with a, a few of my colleagues at the WSL and said, yeah. you know, I think everyone that was in Margaret River, that might be the most stressful event in the history of the organization just because of that relegation sure. dynamic. And sure. then Garage Garden was maybe the most comfortable every CT surfer would have felt <laughs> because it's like, not only are you safe for the back half of the year, you've qualified for the start of next year and it's only May. So yeah. I think everyone, as you pointed out, it's kind of like, even though the waves are bad, we're going to blow off some steam. But but to your point, even though people were doing that, you you remain super focused. Um, and I think that obviously like resulted in the big win at the end. And, and going back to back on the CT is a pretty rare thing. Yeah, no, it is. And it didn't even matter. Like I had bad bugs in my bed. My bed had been right. used in two years probably because no one had been to the camp. There's probably monkeys sure. in there before I was in there yeah. or something. Yeah, right. But, yeah. um, it was being used, just not by humans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was I didn't care. I was like, all right, let's just go let's just go and get this done. But um yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think also the last couple of years, like since Mexico, I was a completely different surfer then when i first got on tour and then this year was different and then i think this next year is going to be way different because yeah this off season's been really good so um i think it just it's an exciting time because i'm going levels and levels you know within myself so um yeah just excited to show it, it it's it, it's been amazing to watch not not just you but the collective mm. of the men's and women's championship tours you know sure. you, uh, yesterday, it'll probably be like a week ago by the time this comes out, but the uh-huh. Challenger Series event in Sakurama was completed with mm-hmm. Alyssa Spencer and Gabriel Medina taking home mm-hmm. the wins. And I don't know if you were following it that closely, but Gabriel basically admitted that he was using the CS event as an experiment to see how much and how hard he could train his body to increase strength and stamina during a contest window and not compromises performance which Mm -hmm. in in my 17 years on tour is kind of crazy to consider i don't think anyone's ever done that before with those kind of results and i Mm -hmm. and i guess the point i'm I'm trying to make is that performing at the elite championship tour level requires Mm -hmm. so much these days and for a lot of surfers that involves considerably more physical and mental training Mm -hmm. and and you're someone who's been very open about that and how Mm -hmm. that's a big part of your life as a world Mm -hmm. title contender from you know, the conditioning you do to your diet, to everything in between. Can, can you talk to us a little bit just about how that's been a part of your life, how you're able to stay fit, traveling to these locations, as you mentioned, like sometimes we're fairly remote, might not be mm-hmm. the easiest to get great food. 
how do you how do you kind of how do you go about planning a, a campaign for the world title with the fitness component in mind? Oh, it's huge because we're going on airplanes all the time and it's not good for our bodies. I think there's so much radiation and so many things that happen. Like we get off the airplane and we go right. straight to the the saunas or just try and detox. I don't know, get, get it out of us. But uh, just you get run down too and um, it might be just your overall health. You might be uh, you're trying to find the nutrients, you know, to, to get back in the system if it's diet or yeah, you're putting the athletic greens in and uh, and getting them getting them to get the microbiome good again because it's like right. that's basically at the basis of it. Like your health starts from from inside your stomach. So um, yeah, you need uh, you need every you know nutrients and all that stuff. So different food, different countries. It's just like keeping up with the training. There's so many different variables. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you can't run yourself down either. We always want to train a lot more sometimes mm. and we forget because like you just, you have to learn to rest too and, uh, right. and recover. So it's just as important, um, that part of it, the recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I remember, I think you were shooting Stab in the Dark in Hawaii. I think uh -huh. we talked about this last time, but I remember Ashton Goggins um, from Stab who was working with you on the project. I think he called <laughs> me one day, we were talking about something and he was like, yeah. Do you know that Jack spends like three hours a day on a Swiss ball and he's huge? And and I was like, really? I'm like, I'm like, the last time I saw him, he wasn't like, you know, huge. But then and then I'm like, if you say so. And then I think we were in each other in Hawaii. I'm like, Jack does look like he's kind of Ivan Drago'd himself out. Like he's kind of built yeah, yeah. and like and and I mean, I think that's just that, but going back to what you're saying, like, yeah, it's it's not an avoidable part of leveling up on tour these days. Like you just can't do what probably people did 20 years ago, which is like, I'm going to party all night. I'm going to have no. gas station food for breakfast and then compete. It's like, it's a, it's a serious business and the stakes are very high. Yeah. You just won't be able to sustain the energy too. Like, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's interesting. Like the, rec I don't know the, the recovery, everything. Like, I don't know. My training's changed over the years too. Like it mm. was, I used to probably do more um, yoga. Now it's more of a balance of like the physical and the, there's just a lot of different things that sort of incorporated to my body. I was, I was bigger before now. I'm not as big anymore, but um, mm. like I weight a bit more, but you see the guys on tour, like Gabriel's a big guy and there's, yeah. there's John, there's Jordy. There's a lot of guys that are big um, yeah. and it looks good. They stay surf really good. So you got to be strong for sure. But, um, it's just being balanced in the right areas too. I was kind of, might've been a little yoked up in some other areas before, but now <laughs> right. I'm like, I'll come back down. I'm, I'm probably, when you see me, I'm not as big. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> well, I'm glad uh, that's one of my pet conversation projects. I'm super glad you've, you've driven us into this space because yeah, certainly in the, the eighties and nineties, there were bigger surfers, but they weren't as consistently good, you know? And I think no. that was part of the tour, it was part of the equipment, it was part of the venues, it was part of just the approach to wave riding. And mm -hmm. then, you know, this always comes up, you know, when people talk about how dominant Kelly's been for so long and he's not, mm -hmm. he's a very strong guy, but he's not a very yeah. big guy. Yeah. And you're totally right. Like I remember I was working at Rip Curl San Clemente, you know, when I was in high school and college and when the tour would come to town for lowers, everyone's quivers would get delivered to the shop and all the CT surfers would come in and pick them up. Yeah. And my favorite surfer ever was AI. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he came into the shop one day and I didn't even recognize him because he was so much taller than everyone uh -huh. else that was coming in. And he was, right. he was only six feet, you know, yeah. he was like six feet, 180 pounds. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then it took me a second to be like, Oh my God, it's Andy. But he yeah. just seems so like much taller than everyone else. Yeah. And now that, that yeah. size is kind of, as you pointed out, like Owen, John, Gabriel, yeah. yourself, like it's, yeah. It's around like 180 pounds. It's around six feet. And, and that's a mm -hmm. huge advantage physically. And I think fitness, equipment, technique is all caught up to the point where it's not mm -hmm. a disadvantage to be a bigger surfer. It's actually an advantage. No, it's good, especially on the tour. Like the Challenger Series is a bit different, but right. I feel like on the, on the tour, I mean, it's different waves too. And like you got to be a powerful, big, like strong guy. Um, also just to fit in especially at waves like pipe and sunset and then we have 
just mainly all the waves. Like power looks good when it's paired with the flow as well. And um, mm. yeah, I think everyone likes watching that. It's it's good. So, but also you got to be fast. And uh, yeah, it's just being able to train and and you know know how to manage that well. So yeah, right. And and yeah. kind of finding that physique that works for your surfing. I remember like Dusty mm-hmm. Payne when he was younger was yeah. really lean and loose and fast. And then uh-huh. he, he got, he really bulked up when he was on tour. Uh-huh. Like he's married, like didn't have a neck one season. I'm like, wow. This guy's <laughs> I remember. Yeah. He got he big. Was, and he was still was, surfing yeah. great, but he didn't uh, like he, I think he even admitted that he'd gotten too big, you know? And he was like, yeah, oh, I right. kind of have to lean up. Cause I've, I've slowed up a little bit. I'm not as loose. And I did, does that, I'm not saying that's the exact same thing that, that you're going through, but does mm. that kind of approach to just having a consistent physique and designing your surfing around that or designing your physique around your surfing, does that, does that something that you intentionally plan out or are you kind of just doing what feels best? Because uh, uh, I, I used to, like I remember, yeah, Dusty is big. There's a lot of big guys and everyone's maybe training a lot but then also eating a ton and i would just eat like a horse before i'd eat so much <laughs> we were in um <laughs> bemi will, will tell you this too and leandro and yago watch me in mexico i had pretty much two plates every lunch and then a right, gigantic yeah. plate at dinner and I, I won the event i was using a lot of energy but <laughs> i was eating so much food and I, I just i was kind of like i slowed down after that because I don't know. It's I just got just got too juiced up, and yeah, it was. <laughs> um, Your yeah, shaper is going like God. Like I just got to add exactly. another couple of liters of volume, and yeah. no, it puts your boards out too. So I can't yep. keep changing boards all the time, and um, yeah, no, it's it's in a way better place now. So I'm stoked. But that's you learn that as you go. It's sure. Yeah, it takes a while. Um, yeah, when you're younger, to figure that out sometimes. But yeah, oh, don't yeah, eat completely. so much food. <laughs> yeah, pizza for breakfast but yeah, yeah you yeah. mentioned <laughs> leandra who and, and bemi who have obviously yeah. been transformative for your success at the elite sure. level and mm-hmm. you know we talked a little bit about you know in partnership with you know something like athletic greens and, and just being mm-hmm. very deliberate around protecting yourself from global travel and keeping mm-hmm. your body as fit as possible mm-hmm. do you do you get into kind of the quantifiable sports science, you know, with like the apps and like, you know, the, the sleep optimization and stuff like that, or are you more kind of qualitative of like what feels best for you? Uh, it's a bit of both for sure. You, mm. you, you know, when you start looking at too much data, it starts to, right, yeah, right, to yeah. sort of mess with your head a bit. I mean, some people look at it a lot, um, but yeah, it's good to have that tool there for sure. Um, but then, yeah, my sleep, it's, I mean that that's what what really fixes things, you know. When when you get off the plane somewhere, or you know, it's the sleep, then the food that you're putting in your body, or you know, like it's just and then and then like Leandro super into health, and Bemi comes with us, and we all kind of like this Yago, but we're all kind of on the same page with that, so it's mm. good. It's um, you know, if one's if a couple of us aren't following it, then it's not really good for for everyone. So we always try and right, yeah. make the best out of it. <laughs> Leandro is a good cook too, so he, he cooks for us all. Um, if you don't know, he's, he's really good at that. And, uh, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, it's just good to have people on the same page. We're all going for the same thing. So, um, right, yeah, really cool. And and I, you mentioned this before of how you've kind of changed things up in terms of how you approach your workouts or, you know, mm-hmm. you get in your body and your head right. That, that does remind me, I, I remember Mick Fanning talked about this quite a lot too, which – I know that people have taken their fitness pretty seriously throughout the course of the history of the tour, but it kind of mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. And Mick was kind of like reoriented the tour around fitness after his um, yeah. injury in, in 2005. But I remember Definitely. he said something really interesting because he, he worked with a ton of sports scientists and, and you know, uh, fitness um, coaches and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I like doing different things. Like, he's like, I can't like, I'll, I'll do something that works great. Mm-hmm. But even if it's working great after a couple of months, I have to change it up. Like I have to keep my body kind of guessing mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, now we're doing Pilates. Now we're doing strength training. Now we're yeah, doing stamina. Sure. Otherwise yeah. he's like, I just get bored, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's it too. You can't get bored of what you're doing. Cause then, I mean like the training part, I'm not getting bored of it at the moment. Like I'm having fun with it. Um, and it's good. Like I've had a bunch of different trainers over the last few years, but there's not one person that's a master of all. You always take little bits and little, um, you know, 
the good the good parts from everyone and combining what works for you. So yeah, we uh, now it's, it's really cool. Been been learning heaps about that, and then uh, yeah, it's just always keeping it fresh, eh? Keeping it exciting. So um, yeah, just as much as the surfing part, it's all got to got to be fun. From yeah, you go into the gym, you don't want to be a jock. You just want to you want to go have fun in there, but then also take it to the to the water and um, keep it ever changing. So yeah, it's Makes really sense. good. Yeah. I, I think the last time we talked in April, and you could heat check me on the timing, I think mm-hmm. you had just committed full-time to SharpEye because you went through a period where you're testing a lot of boards. Yeah. The stab in the bar, the, excuse me, the stab in the dark winner was the CI Pro model that now mm-hmm. you know, Channel Islands is running pretty heavily. Like that's kind of their their primary board. That's and their then, board now, isn't it? That's their board, yeah. They, they see, I wonder if you get like a royalty off that or something. Yeah, no, but, me, come on, pay up, boys. <laughs> but but you, you kind of, it, it felt like right around when we talked, especially in that back half of the year you really kind of leaned into the sharp mm-hmm. eye program almost exclusively and the boards were fantastic you mentioned you got brendan lecky their shaper in australia yep. close to you on the gold coast mm-hmm. it feels like this is the most comfortable you've been on on boards for a while because there is a period of kind of trial and error i think there for you a bit yeah i tried boards for quite a while there was i mean obviously i was on eric arakawa's for a long time and Yep. Um, I still write a few of them, but then also, yeah, we always kept that relationship good. But then, you know, Brendan's really close here. He, he works here. Obviously, I got my first boards off Marcio, but then Marcio's in the US. So when I'm over sure. that way, I'll, I'll get boards from him sometime. And, um, hey, real real quick on that, just for the listeners, I'm, I, I just honestly haven't heard this either. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Do you notice a difference between the boards you get from Brendan and the boards you get from Marcio, or are they pretty consistent? They're pretty consistent. It's it's a little it's a little different for sure because they're both they're mm. both different people. But um, seems like Marcio is such a good designer, and then obviously Brendan's a really good shaper here. So um, yeah, I, I work more closely with Brendan, but then I want to start you know doing more stuff with Marcio and and uh, you know obviously he has the guys that are closer to him over there. Like there's Felipe and Kanoa, um, and then yep. that's me and Morgan down here. Um, but yeah, it's between the two of them. I mean, when you work closely with someone, I think it gets more and more consistent. So obviously, I work closer with Brendan. It's it's really consistent. But then, it's good to have the knowledge of both of them together because right. they talk talk together. There's Brendan Marcio. It's like it's a really good combination. So uh, that's pretty cool. Just having the the channels open between them, and then it has to be like that because then it's. It's going to be better off for all of us. We're all on the on the same team, so uh, we're, that's what we're going for, and we want to win win events, and obviously the right. end goal. I'm curious yeah. on the Sharp Eye program. Is there like one primary Ferrari board that all of you go? Yep, when when it's you know high performance, head high waves. This is the model that we all use, or or are there slight variations? And do you have a preference compared to Felipe compared to Kanoa? Because I've noticed that some board programs, it's like we mm-hmm. go back to the Channel Islands um, uh, comparison before. It's like seems like every yeah. surfer is going to ride the CI Pro when it when everything's on the line for the foreseeable future. They're not kind of mm-hmm. deviating to different models. Mm-hmm. How does it work at SharpEye? Like, what what's your go to model, and is that the same that Morgan would ride, Felipe? Uh, the the first board I jumped on ever from SharpEye was actually Inferno seventy two. That's my number on tour, so it must have been. It must have. Uh, <laughs> it was meant to be, um, and that board went really good. And I was sort of used to that one at the start. And then uh, after that, it was the seventy-seven. But I mean, it says seventy-seven, but it's been tweaked a lot more for you know for what I'm doing. So I, each di- each person's different. It's kind of far away from that now. I think it's more of a synergy, like mm. synergy model that they they've been working on. Um, but obviously, yes, seventy-seven is good. But then synergy is kind of. That's what I've been kind of gravitating to more now. Um, but then I think Canal, I'm not sure what, what he's really on, but, you know, he's got his own, his own model works really good too. Um, right. So I've been mixing that in. But then, uh, yeah, just kind of dialing in my boards for next year. Um, it's sort of, yeah, they, they, they kind of dial it. Like Felipe, I think, I don't know what he's on, but everyone seems to go more to their own model. So I want to get to that point where I've got my own unique thing going on. So, um, yeah. What, 
What about with uh, board construction? You know, I think kind of one of the, um, this might just be like an audience of one that I'm like, I can't uh -huh. believe not more people are talking about the fact that Felipe won the world title on like uh -huh. a carbon fiber vacuum quad. Like that just seems bananas, but yeah, yeah, it's you know, a crazy concept. For sure, right? Like I yeah. think that's like a big deal, but I'm, I'm the only yeah. one that wants to talk about it. With no, your own, well, with your own yeah. like CT quiver, do you play mm. around with epoxies or or do you just keep it like, look, I know it works. I'm keeping with, you know, uh, polyurethane um, fiberglass. Yeah, I mean, mainly it's the it's the PU boards, polyurethane like mm -hmm. boards. I, I'm sort of, I haven't really been as into epoxies just because I'm not really used to them as much. Like the, the epoxy with the carbon over the top, what Felipe mm. rides up. It's really interesting. I just haven't spent enough time on it. So during the year, you don't really get enough time to try all the boards. There's so many events, but now I'm trying them and um, I'm giving them a go, and they they feel pretty good. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But like for next year when we start, um, obviously, and through the year, we'll just be on the normal boards. But right. I think for trestles and the wave pool, I'm just gonna I'm wondering how many guys would be on those boards because right. <laughs> they've had. <laughs> Like the guys that had heaps of success on him, even Kanoa too. He looks good on him in the pool. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to give him give him more of a go. Um, it's exciting. It's good to have that as another option. So um, yeah, yeah, they're definitely a different fielder. Yeah, to totally. Mm. Well, I know. I know we've talked about this in in our prior conversations, but just a little bit of an update. I think would be interesting to hear from you. Is mm. is you know, growing up in the industry spotlight and covers mm -hmm. and video parts and Quicksilver and Billabong, and then mm -hmm. there were a, 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 a there was a season, if not more, where you were in between kind of major partners or major sponsors. And since mm -hmm. then, you've you've landed at Volcom, which feels like such a great fit. And I, I know mm -hmm. the guys there, are, like every time I see them, are so like over the moon that they they have you and that you're uh -huh. you've been so successful. It just feels like that feels like the most natural place for you at this point in your life, and it feels like it's a really like mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, yeah, and when you know the less you have to think about that part of it, it's good. You know, mm. you just want to go and surf and and be with be with good partners. You know, for you know for the the rest of your career. So um, yeah, that's 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 what it comes down to too. It's a huge part of it now that you know I've landed there and uh, sure. Yeah, just it's been good. You want a good crew to work with, and um, yeah, sort of you know finding that. So it's uh, it's really cool. Yeah, good, good to hear. Well, yeah. we got a couple more topics to get to. We're going to take one more break to get a word in from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Manduka was founded in 1997 with the simple idea that a better yoga mat could make a world of difference. For generations, Manduka has revolutionized the yoga space by providing purposely crafted products that enable a more joyful practice, whatever that looks like for you. The collaboration between Manduka and Jerry Lopez honors Jerry's profound dedication to both surfing and yoga disciplines. The limited edition collection showcases Jerry's signature camouflage print inspired by his surfboards. It fuses his iconic surf style with Manduka's commitment to quality and sustainability, offering everyone a unique expression of their practice. We all know that having the right gear is essential, and a yoga mat is no different. Feel the benefits of yoga with Manduka's soulfully engineered, eco-friendly products designed to inspire your practice wherever you go. The Manduka and Jerry Lopez collection want to inspire you to practice yoga however you choose to. And from now until June 10th, you will get 15% off of all products when you visit manduka.com with the code THELINEUP15. That's manduka.com, code THELINEUP1515. You know, one of the one of the big benefits with, with Volcom is obviously their presence on the North Shore, and and the North Shore is a a, a venue that you've spent a ton of time at um, over mm -hmm. the course of your life. But but yeah. but certainly in recent years, and now with the Challenger Series ending at Hollywood in a couple of weeks, and then just a few weeks later, we're starting the twenty twenty three Championship Tour at Pipe. 
what is your plan between then and now? Do you do you go to Hawaii early? Do you spend time there? Do you spend as much time at home? Like what is what is your trajectory to the start of the season between then and now? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here for a couple more weeks and and then I'm gonna head over there around the probably the beginning of December. Go for a couple of weeks during the the Vans event at Park mm-hmm. and do that as a little warm up. Um, just get back over there and then I'll, I'll come back and then go back at the start of the tour again. Um, yeah, probably a couple of weeks out. Get there. Get there early. Go go see see Yago and the boys again and have you know good time at the house or be, be at the Vulcan house again. And it's good. It's good having that house and, uh, the team that's there today. Um, it's just really good. It's good having another sparring partner too. Like Yago, we, sure. we stay right there. You have your eyes on it. Um, and yeah, just, just excited to get back into it. If the tour started tomorrow, I'd be ready to go. I feel like I'm just, just excited to, um, to get back and, and go on again. So yeah, it's, it's really good having that set up though. Like, you feel at home, you know, like you, you stay home here and then you go there. It's like second home. So, uh, yeah, a lot of history there and um, uh, nothing like the North Shore. Every year you get back, you're like, wow, here we are. <laughs> it, it is amazing, yeah. you know, uh, uh, for as much as, you know, society changes and surfing changes, it does feel mm-hmm. like the North Shore is a constant center of gravity. We had, you know, Greg McGillivray yeah. was on last week's podcast who was one of the the filmmakers behind Five Summer Stories. And he and I talked about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Five Summer Stories came out 50 years ago. And mm-hmm. I said, it's amazing. You know, 1972, the North Shore was the center of the surfing world. It still is. Um, it's a really <laughs> it special place. Is. Yeah, yeah right? like, it's, it's crazy too. Like there's that many people that go through there. There's so much energy that rides on the whole place. Like it's, I just feel like, there's so many people go there and they like, Oh, it's almost become so crazy. Like competing there too. There's, there's just so much riding on it and it's like a condensed like atmosphere. And then everyone leaves and you come back the next year and it feels like, Oh, it's just waiting for us again to, right. you know, to go again. I'm like, okay, how does this place handle us? So it's like, it's um, no, nah, but, but like it's a really special place too. Like it's Hawaii's special place. So um, yeah. Yeah, every time you go there, it's it's good to appreciate the place, respect it, and um, yeah, I love the waves, so it's, that's the fun part. You mentioned a few names before as sort of, you know, on the championship tour side, on the men's side, there there's mm-hmm. sort of that level that are the title contenders with sure. you know, Gabriel's coming back, John's coming back, uh-huh. you know, Felipe, Italo, you know, the final five competitors, mm-hmm. and... It does feel like 2023 might be one of the more intense seasons uh, performance-wise because mm-hmm. in addition to the championship tour and the the race for the final five and the world title, it's also a qualifying year for the, the Paris Olympics, which are going to be mm-hmm. held in Tahiti in 2024, which that kind of brings the fangs out on people like someone like Kelly, right, who's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I'm going to qualify for the Olympics through the championship tour. It just feels like, you know, mm-hmm. or someone like John, who, who's who's probably looking to perform there as well. It feels like everyone's going to have their A game from the start of the season. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts on that? And like, and does that change your approach to anything? It, it, it almost sounds like you're ready for that anyway, and that's kind of how you treat these seasons. Is But mm. I'm wondering if you've thought about 2023 being any different to 2022. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone always says, oh, this year's going to be more exciting than last year. But right, it's yeah. like... We, uh, we say it a lot at the WSL, but that's yeah, kind yeah. of our job. So, yeah. you, guys, you guys say it a lot, but I think without even saying it, it's like you've got, all, you've got eight guys, right? Eight guys that are in their prime, I feel like, and that's the names I said before. Sure. And we're all coming into our... Like, we're at our age where we're starting our prime. And it's like, I think rivalries will get created. Hopefully that would be next right. year. It'd be cool to see some rivalries get created because we're all coming into our own. We're kind of probably trying to find that and work it out for each other. And then we'll see who we come up against more and more. And, um, you know, it might be me and Italo. It might be Ethan and Griffin, or it might be, I don't know, whoever it be. I feel like we're going to find that. And, um, yeah, it's that that could be the real exciting part. Um, you know, for everyone watching. 
Absolutely. And I think that yeah. on the men's side, there's five world champs on tour next year, you know, in, in sure. Gabriel and John and Felipe and Italo and Kelly. And yeah, and it, I, 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 this might be controversial, but like mm. of those five world champions, I wouldn't necessarily say they're maybe the five most dangerous men on tour, you know, like it, to your point, like there's probably another mm. three or four that are that are mm. heating up and in the mix and ready to kind of establish themselves at the pointy end of the rankings, which is, it's mm. exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting, especially like I think that that age group of sort of Griffin, Ethan Canoe and me, it's like, oh, there's there's four guys that are going to go against these other, you know, guys that are world champs and younger. And then obviously it's not excluding Kelly. Still want to have some heats of Uncle Kel always. Um, can't <laughs> underestimate sure, yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be cool. But um, yeah, it's just I think it's going to be it's going to be more intriguing, more interesting for people watching too, because it's just like a whole decade coming up upon us, you know. So totally, um, yeah, but like really exciting guys. Did you ever see that? Um, it's an older movie, but it's now a TV show. But the Brad Pitt, uh, Tom Cruise interview with the Vampire movie from back in the day. Yeah, I think I can't remember. That's before my time, maybe. It would be definitely before your time. But, but there's a, we've, we've used this joke quite a bit with Kelly um, because Tom Cruise's character is sort of a down on its luck vampire and he's living off of like rats and crocodiles and stuff in the sewer. He doesn't look great, you know. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. At, the end of, at the end of the movie, he feeds on this journalist, Christian Slater, and then he's like young and beautiful again. And yeah. We go anytime Kelly wins like a CT, he gets like uh -huh. a taste for it. He gets like yeah. he looks like he's like twenty years younger, and he's like ready for another world title. We're like, just when we think he's out, he's got like another yeah. like he's out of the sewer. Look out, here he comes! Oh, that movie you said the guy actually eats the the journalist, the human at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's oh, in he the car. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it completely reminds me of Kelly. He's gonna try and eat us all next year. Yeah, so, no. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that'll be, be interesting. He can't get it up. Um, but yeah, it's it gets addicting. That's like, yeah, that's like probably all of us. It gets addicting. It's um, hard to contain that. But uh, that's the part that's going to make us probably create some good rivalries and, and have some good battles. So um, yeah, just want 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 that to happen. Absolutely. Mm. Well, I appreciate it. But before we go, we uh, we put out questions to the Instagram community at the lineup pod. We we got a ton back for you, but we've uh, we've whittled them down to three. Uh, the the first question we got is from user at Roxy Romero, who asks, "What happened to the haircut you used to have as a kid?" Ah, so so I was thinking about that. Uh... <laughs> That's a good question, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's actually good because Kelly goes, I'm going to shave your head and make sure we do the bowl cut next year. And I'm like, <laughs> that was my first year on tour. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But then, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I could bring it back. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's I don't know. It was, a, it was a phase and a time. I don't know. Patty Pimblett has it in the UFC. It's like the little baby hair that you have, you know. It's like, it's like yeah. that. But uh, he's rocking it. He is a good fighter too, but. Yeah, maybe I could bring it back, but maybe not Kelly tell me that because he's bald, so he cannot tell me that. It's Yeah, you don't, you don't listen to him for hair tips, no way. Yeah, no, no he chance. probably wants me to go bald. <laughs> that's right. Uh -huh. um, that's a good answer, good answer. All right, uh, yeah. next question is from at Shane underscore Hunt 792 who asks, how much do you prioritize healthy living, you know, diet and training versus just surfing a ton? Which I think is a good question because we talked a little bit about this, but I'm curious to get your answer. Yeah, when it becomes more of your daily routine, like you, I mean, for sure on the weekends, I have some, like I eat different stuff. I'm going to have ice cream and chocolate, but it's like, I'm not going to be, when you get in a contest mode or like just every day, like your, your routine, you kind of eat healthy and it just translates into every day. It's kind of, um, yeah, you just don't, you don't eat as much processed stuff. It's like, it's definitely priority. Um, mm. but it's without thinking about it too. It just becomes your everyday habit. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that part. And especially lately, like I've had so many friends that, uh, or like people that I've known that have, sort of passed away this year and I'm like, oh, it makes every day kind of seem like, you know, you, you kind of live your, live your day sometimes 
you know, half to what you could, like half ass a little mm. bit. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to enjoy the full day. You know what I mean? Like enjoy right, everything. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to, but we've, we've also like just enjoying it fully. And that's what, you know, I've, I've been kind of even showing up, going to the, the, the gym, going training, going surfing. I'm enjoying it fully at the moment yeah. and doing that every single day. So, uh, I make the most of it. This is life. It's amazing. And, um, yeah, just a little insight. I feel like been good that's, that's good insight and, and also yeah. like i don't know if you feel the same but for me and not that we're on the same level at all but just i'm safe for uh-huh. like anybody and that's why i'm bringing it anybody, up anybody yeah mo- the momentum moves in both directions you know like i had like a horrible mm-hmm. diet and drank a shit ton of soda when i was a kid and then sure. you think like oh, i can't but then a- after a while you're like oh no i'm I-, I like drinking water and i like drinking i like eating like healthy things like even the athletic mm. greens thing it's like this is mm makes me feel better and I get outside and mm. I work out and then it, it's, it mm. can swing the other way too, where you're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm going to eat a pizza for breakfast and have a liter of Coke. And then you're like down a path for like a week where you're like, I've, I've blown it. But I, I just bring <laughs> that up. Cause it's like, yeah, it, it might be hard to change habits. I think for people, but it's mm-hmm. once you kind of get in that rhythm, you're like, you have the momentum. And to your point, it's like, oh, I feel mm. better. I've got more energy and I feel like I'm living more of my life, which is always for, nice. For sure. Yeah. I think definitely as well. Like, all the processed foods, all that kind of stuff, mm. like you kind of get away from it when you've been doing it every every day, eating like better food and stuff. Yeah, it just becomes a part of your daily life. And then, uh, and then yeah. obviously, I'm into yoga and breathing stuff too. Like breathing super good if you can breathe right too. It's like that's that's a whole other system of your body that that works from that. It's uh, you know, it's just like it makes up. I've been watching so many programs on it lately, like from mm. oxygen, how we breathe to then obviously your blood and then your cells, everything. It's like, it's all connected. Your whole body is. So, uh, yeah. And this is your mindset too. Like every day you, you wake up happy and ready to go for the day and, and want to live it to the fullest. It's like, this is your mind too. It changes how your body works as well. So, uh, it's really interesting. It's really good. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, last question. We, last question we have <laughs> is Bem Rose's from, dog going off. Is good. Yeah. Bemmy's must be home. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Last question we have is from at Captain underscore Robbie underscore C, who asks if you could add one wave from anywhere in the world to the championship tour, what would it be? Uh, I would have done North Point again, but it just doesn't break as often. That's why. That's why we probably haven't gone back there. Um, but. No. <laughs> Why did I say that? Take that back. <laughs> Let's just put cloud break on the schedule already. I had a brain yeah, fog yeah. then. Let's just get that back already. Um, the guy, the goofies want more lefts on tour. We'll give them a left. So it's like, That's okay. It. That, but see, but then the natural footers are like, this is a good left. Let's put it on tour. So it's yeah, like, it's a good left. Is... We'll put it on tour. Everyone wins. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah cloud go. break it is. Come on, Dave, all make right. it happen. <laughs> <laughs> done let's let's do it I'm, I'm all i'm all for fiji coming back on tour hey elo we need cloud break back <laughs> yeah, yeah i think he's working on too Being great. Uh, it's funny well, yeah. i appreciate everyone reaching out um and at the lineup pod uh, if we didn't get to your question sorry but we will uh if you have questions for us we'll make sure we try to answer them on instagram we're now down to the final segment that you've done twice already and i have your answers from last time so i can i can heat check you uh it's time for the lightning round These are 10 questions for you to answer as quickly as you can. Okay, let's go. First question. If you could only have one board set up for the rest of your life, single fin, twin fin, thruster, quad bonzer, or finless, which would you choose? Oh, it's thruster all day. Yep, consistent. Uh, Coffee or tea? Tea. Chai. Chai, okay, good. I'm going to add that for next time. Uh, Burrito or pizza? Oh, we'll go the pizza. Mm-hmm. You've I could take a few slices, one slice a week, one slice for oh, every day I, of the week. There we go. <laughs> How responsible. Um, last last book you read? Uh, the Four Agreements. Mm. Uh, best surf film ever? Got a few on the mind. Trilogy, the Bruce movie. This is two. Those are your answers. Did you hear they're doing the yeah. trilogy update with Seth and Ethan and Griffin, I think? 
I know. I was wondering what was going to happen because Gray- Griffin just moved to Quicksilver. So is he going to keep doing it? Or I don't know what's I, going on there. I think so. I think because I think Taylor Steele's doing it. And so I think he's just uh, going to be okay. in it with Billabong stickers and then he'll just turn up and Quicksilver stuff. At <laughs> I wasn't sure what the, the layout of it, how it was going to be finished. I was like, oh, I hope that gets finished because I want to watch it. Yeah, same. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next question. One wave you never have to go back to. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could say uh, Chiba. <laughs> I mean, it's right, not the worst. It's just like yeah, I love sure, Japan. Yeah. I want to go somewhere else in Japan. It's just that wave. Like I, I don't know. It never really breaks that much. So yeah, don't think I'll be going yeah. back to Chiba. Yeah, fair point. Uh, if you yeah. only get to surf one wave for the rest of your life, whoo. Um. Mm, there's a few I haven't surfed. Maybe. Are there a few North you haven't Point. surfed? You've you've traveled quite a bit. Like I've never surfed cloud. Sur- I've never surfed cloud break. I've never surfed. You've never surfed cloud break. Yeah, that's why I want to get it. Want to see it on yeah. tour. But uh, I've been to Tahiti a million times. But uh, Fair yeah. yeah, North Point's pretty good where I grew up. I could surf that for the rest of my life. That's a good wave. Okay. Okay. Oh, actually, yeah. you know what? I'm looking at your answer from April. You said exactly the same thing. I should have known. Yeah, that. yeah. I kind of shocked. Like, yeah, I'm shocked. I, I gotta go back. I gotta go there. <laughs> yeah, I'd me too. To go yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. Maybe just you yeah. and I. If we're not on tour, let's just yeah. go. Yeah, let's go. Um, and make some more podcasts over there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we'll get. So yeah, yeah, Athletic Greens will sponsor it. We'll go do it. Yeah. Um, Come on, guys. <laughs> best yeah. person to share a lineup with. Uh, someone that Yago is pretty good. We have a good, we have good sessions together. Griffin's pretty cool too. He's a, he's a fun guy to surf with. Yeah. Those two guys They're actually three, three is a bit of a crowd, but between those two guys, I'd, I'd probably go with, with us three. That's a good crew. Fair enough. Yeah. Worst person yeah. to share a lineup with. <laughs> There's so many guys. Um, you did name someone in April. Yeah, I know. I named Geordie before, I think. Oh, um, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> he takes too many waves. He's always on the good he's, waves. Um, he's got long arms. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Just got to get every wave. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's there's a, there's a few on too. Actually, uh, probably some of the girls actually take too many waves, to be honest. Like. <laughs> You know, Carissa takes a lot of waves. I will give her that. But she does focus a lot and she gets a lot of waves. So, yeah, maybe if it's just me and her in the lineup, it's good. But when there's a crowd, she gets so many waves. So, sometimes <laughs> too many waves. I'm like, oh, Carissa, everyone, every wave. But she's so she's so good. So, I like that she keeps focused during the session. It's good to catch a lot right. of waves. Doesn't get distracted. She's not the worst person to share a lineup with, but she catches a lot of waves. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, last one. Finish this sentence. I will next achieve a state of happiness by living each day to the fullest. I know it sounds cliche, it. but it's been kind of a motto. I've been showing up every day, having having so much fun every day. So let's yeah, keep it like that. Beautiful, Jack <laughs> yeah. Robinson. Thank you so much for coming back on the lineup. Congratulations on an amazing whole season. Um, but certainly since the last time we talked, it was incredible. It's awesome watching you surf, and um, you're just a few weeks away, really, from watching mm-hmm. you take on pipe. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's um, it's going to be hopefully a good little warm up, and then uh, yeah, like I, I probably could have even said more during the podcast, but it's like I want you guys to see me next year, and and uh, you know, bring some entertaining surfing, and just get back to basics, and um, yeah, just keep going, keep going. Oh, you don't want to don't don't. Don't want to say too much. We'll bring you back on the podcast for round four. We don't want to yeah, say yeah, true. You can bring me back for a fourth time once we get yeah, flat break back special. on. Let's go. That's right. We're our scouting <laughs> mission out there. <laughs> cool. All, All right, right Jack. Stuff. Thanks so much, buddy. Yep. Cheers, Dave. Appreciate it. So that's it. That's the lineups conversation with Western Australia's Jack Robinson. Today's episode is presented by Athletic Greens. I hope you enjoyed it. This episode is produced by Miguel Clemente with art direction by Jason Penning and copywriting by Dan Willen. Thanks to them and thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate their support. The lineup acknowledges that it is recorded and produced on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, the Kumaye, and the Bunjalung Native Australian people. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are and we'll see you next Tuesday.
WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup.